0: The chief's kingdom will raise a banner above the national football league again for the second time in four seasons
1: the lombardi trophy has a red and gold reflection here's the throw it's cut off Messi slides
0: in safely and the royals take the lead bobby witt jr
1: comes through City, baby, in 2026!
2: Welcome to the Power & Light podcast. My name is Josiah Winnell, and I'm alongside my brother, Mike Winnell. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. And I'm going to introduce also Preston Graber is here with us.
1: Hey, everyone.
2: Now, Jude is not here. And if that's a deal breaker, please don't leave. I will say he wants to be here, but he is at cross-country camp in Iowa. He will hopefully be back. He is getting ready for sophomore season. But we have a very special guest with us, an absolute legend. Ty <laughs> Cross. Welcome to the show.
0: Wow. Thanks so much, Josiah, Micah, Preston, and Honor. We
2: would... We're, I think we're all excited, as a very young show, to get a little bit of an insight into the history. And we're not calling you old oh. at all, because I promised I wouldn't do that. But we are excited to go into pass- the history. I know a
0: aggressive insult when I hear
2: one. <laughs> so we're, we're excited pass- to go into there. the history of Royals, Chiefs, and beyond. So we're going to start with golf, though. On a scale of 1 to 10, how, how much do you love golf? Um... Thirteen. Thirteen, that's a good answer. So I expected I expected a high number. Has golf been something that you've always loved, or is this just something that you, in your adult life, started no, to like? that's a good
0: question. No, I got into it when I was a kid. My dad played, and I would caddy for him, which meant pull the cart and hand him a club. But actually, I got to the point where I kind of understood his game and suggested, you know, which iron to hit, and, Uh, So I've been, yeah, I started playing way back when I was a kid. You guys don't remember in Swope Park, there used to be two golf courses and they were just called Swope One and Swope Two. (laughs) Swope One is the old tilling gas design. Great golf designer, long time ago. But Swope Two is just for hacks and youngsters. And my buddies and I would get dropped off at Swope Park and spend literally the day playing golf at
2: stroke too. Well, that's awesome. So we're very excited to hear, uh, also as a golfer, you're also a golf fan. So we're excited to hear your uh, take on the golf world, which has been making news recently. Preston, what what do you think, uh, I'll ask you first, what What do you think is the impact of this merger of LIV and the PGA? I
1: think it's interesting because there's a lot of money being poured into this and Money has become a much bigger factor in golf than it was in the past. I mean, obviously the price pools have always been high, but like now we got players being paid tons of money.
2: Right. It's starting to become like the four major professional sports with the amount of money invested in it. Ty, what, what is the best way to describe the emotion between the golfers before the merger of LIV and PGA? Because... We started to hear news as this LIV uh, organization, golf group, I guess, out of Saudi Arabia started to come into fruition, that players were leaving the PGA because it was more money. What do you think the emotion was? Uh, it seemed like there was anger. What, what do you think? How do you feel, I guess, from the PGA's perspective, how did they view the players who were being a betrayal, I guess?
0: Well, all I can go on are some of the interviews, since I don't know anyone personally, and You know, what you would hear players say was um, behind the camera, out in the neighborhoods, we'd still play a round of golf together and be friends, but complete disagreement regarding LIV, its origins, its funding, its purpose of trying to reshape golf, because I think a lot of them were saying... It doesn't need an overhaul like you guys think it does.
2: Right. And it feels like Saudi Arabia is taking over the sports world with their money, I guess.
0: With the PIF, is that personal investment fund, professional investment fund? It's all being funded by Saudis. And so PGA players have lost the moral high ground. They could have at least at one time said, you're following dirty money, and now they're getting paid out of the same treasury. So it's, I think it's unfortunate.
2: Yeah, and I think it is unfortunate, but we are starting to see it in multiple stores, sports. We haven't really seen it in football. Well, but- anytime
0: time that your sport gets mentioned in Congress, it's not a good thing. And, <laughs> and tomorrow, Congress is questioning board members of the PGA.
2: We're recording this on uh, Monday, July 10th, so he's referencing Tuesday, July 11th. Uh, Mike has a question for you regarding this whole situation. All right, Mister Cross, how much money is a factor between this whole murder situation? Well,
0: I think it's all about money, Micah. It's all about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, you, no way you can twist it any other to come up with any other answer.
2: And I think he kind of answered that. That's just it, he called it dirty money. Yeah. That's just it's just what the lure for the. PGA players to go to live, but now they're combined. And I, do you think this helps golf is, as a whole, or do you think, I mean, it sounds like you're against the Saudis getting involved. Is that it? do you think it's going to hurt golf as a whole when they merge?
0: No, the short answer is no. I don't think it will hurt golf. People will, people have short memories. People just, as long as you put something out in front of them that they enjoy fine. And I, I, you know, I'm not intimately involved in any of it. So I don't know who, I'm not exactly calling every Saudi a terrorist by any stretch. I have no idea who the the guy who's going to be the chairman. The PGA commissioner stays the commissioner, but the PIF guy from Saudi
2: is the chairman. Because he's got the money. Because
0: he's got the money.
2: Preston, Preston's got a question for you. Regarding this golf world right now,
1: yeah. What is your favorite course among all courses that the PGA had? Well, I've had the privilege of pe- playing Pinehurst Number Two,
0: which is where the U.S. Open has been held several times, and famous, most famously, Payne Stewart. Um, I think I think his 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 tragic death was just. Months after that PGA or that U.S. Open victory, but I birdied the first, I birdied the last. I had some pars, had some doubles. Finished with an eighty-five.
2: It's impressive. It's, impressive. it's yeah. a PGA course. All right, you had the opportunity to go to Augusta National, not to play obviously, but to watch the Masters. Tell us what that experience was like, but also what what do we not see on TV? What what are those things, the details that we don't see?
0: Yeah, until they invent a camera that can record and and TVs that can receive 3D, you have no appreciation for how steep the hills are, how many of them there are, how almost every single tee shot is an uphill tee shot. Uh, My friend Rex and I walked the 8th fairway, which is a long par 5. Players have no clue where the flag is when they hit their second shot. It's so far uphill. And we were literally leaning into the hill to get up to the top. And uh, that was the year Tiger tried to play after his leg injury. And it was was like, there's no way he's making the cut. It's it's just too painful. So you can't appreciate the undulation of the greens and the slope of the hills. The experience itself was phenomenal. Um, I mean, there's just tons of people. But they they run it like the professionals you would think. Everything is just like clockwork. Phones are not allowed uh, on the course. They will kick you off if they find you with a phone. If you run, they will uh, maybe give you a warning depending on your age. But uh, I I did see a little guy get warned. But if you run, you'll be escorted off. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, it's done their way.
2: Do you think Augusta's rules are based on just the tradition, or is it just how prestigious that event is?
0: It's both. I mean, I mean it's, it's kind of a chicken and egg. It's, it's prestigious because of their tradition, and its tradition drove the prestige, so it's both.
2: All right, Mike has a question for you. What is your favorite professional golf moment ever? And is there a professional that you model your game after?
0: <laughs> There's no professional I model my game after. Um, or I'd be trying out for the senior tour. Um, wow, professional, most most favorite professional golf moment. So, going back, I remember... Um, I do remember the, the duel. They call it the duel in the sun, the last round of the Open Championship. I can't remember if it was at Liverpool, where it's this year, next or this week. But it was Tom Watson and, and Nicholas. And uh, it was approaching 90 degrees in Scotland, which is like being on the sun as far as they're concerned. So um, hot, and I was a diehard Nicholas fan, even though Watson was from Kansas City and I grew up here. Dad was a Watson fan, I was a Nicholas fan, and when Watson beat him by one, I cried. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that is that the golfer you're talking about that went to Kansas, or is that a separate guy?
1: That's a different guy. You Gary wanna... Woodland. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah, Gary Woodland went to KU.
2: What was his, I don't know, how big of hit. did he make an impact on golf? He, he like, won the U.S. Open at Peck oh, wow, okay.
0: Beach about seven years ago.
2: Okay, so recently.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's
1: current still.
2: Uh, Preston, do you have a question? Anymore. Okay, so I'm going to ask you, There, we're. I feel like we're pretty far in a golf season, right? At, oh, yeah. For how it works. So oh, yeah. we've already, so had, we've already had three majors, right. yeah. And then the final one. So, so far, uh, John Rahm, Brooks Kepka, and Wyndham Clark were the three major winners. Now, Rahm is 28, Kepka is 33, and Clark is 29. So they're not like spring chickens, but they are definitely not super old either. Are they the future of golf, or were they just one-time success stories?
0: Oh no! I mean, Rom's record speaks for itself. Um, Wyndham Clark, I—I mean, he's been on the tour for a while. I can't say I know a lot about him, but I did listen to the commentators, and some of what they were saying was—it was this was expected of him coming out of college, and it just took him a while to get over the hump. I don't know that any of us can really appreciate what it's like to not just be in contention but then finally take that next step and come out on top i just take from take their word for it that that's one of the most difficult leaps in all of professional sports that you're not just competitive and you're good they're all good they're all fantastic they're all amazing but what separates the top 20 somehow some of them find a way to be on top after sunday
2: and do you think there's i mean is there some luck involved, or it's always just, luck it's involved just, in golf? It's Absolutely. just how your how the your day is going, I guess. I mean, and then four it's, days it's, in a row. It's, it's,
0: yeah, it's well, yeah, it was four days. You're not you're not lucky all four days. So, but lucks, yeah, you know, there's always a, an element of that. But who's you know? That's that famous quote. You know, luck is when opportunity meets preparation, and they they are very prepared. And sometimes the opportunity presents itself, and they get a good break. You get enough bad breaks in golf. You take every one of the good ones you you can get.
2: So I think it was was the U.S. Open held in Los Angeles this year, right? Okay, so I was told that the uh, organization is it the LPGA? Is that what it's called? I don't know. Some, no, USGA. US, US, USGA. US sorry, Open. yes. And so they were trying to plan a course for this year, and they chose they chose is it Los Angeles Country Club? Right. And they're the reason that they chose this is for the U.S. Open. Historically, they tried to uh, challenge the players that are coming. The scores did not look like it was as big as challenge as they were thinking. What, what did you see from that course? Yeah,
0: they're more difficult courses for sure. It's an old course. Um, Josiah, I drove by that course for two years when I lived in L.A. and never knew it. It's mm. so protected by... Shrubs and trees. Uh, they don't. They don't want you to know it's there. I mean, mm-hmm. President Reagan was a member there, and think you know people like that. So it's been around a long time. But um, a course in the in the middle of Los Angeles. There's no. You're limited. There's no way you can expand it. Because real estate's too expensive. So they tried. I think you know. You know, you try to build up the rough. You try to make the greens really hard. But uh, no, I, it was not their toughest challenge.
2: And then my last golf question for you is specifically about This R- is the last
0: golf question.
2: <laughs> if you want us to keep going. <laughs> we have a lot we well, have a lot no, 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 of questions. that's, that's good. That's but um, I want to ask about Rory McElroy. Now, uh, I don't know a ton about him, but it does sound like he is one of the few players. I guess he is famous, infamous, I would say, for playing very well and then just choking on the final day final back nine, whatever, what have you seen from him historically? And does he have any way to reshape his future? Is there any hope in sight for him?
0: Yeah. I mean, again, it's one of those things where he doesn't need, to, there's nothing about his game. He needs to change. Absolutely nothing. Why? Do you, I mean, the guy bombs it 350 regularly. Um, I guess some you know, I watch enough that I, I, I sometimes his approach shots, he doesn't have as much control as he wishes he, he did. But, you know, last year the Open Championship was at St. Andrews, the home of golf. I think it was, you know, whatever, 150th anniversary. It was a huge thing. I mean, the winner of that gets to boast for the rest of their life. And he's, he's right there. But the other guy just made putts, and he didn't it came that literally came down to putting and um, I don't know that you call that choking I don't know Cam Cam, was it Cam Smith the the Aussie he just made putts he made everything and Rory couldn't get all the the crucial putts
2: to go in and he was in contention for the US Open as well well, right? right and he started to fall back I already kind of asked what, what is the future of golf, but is there a player besides the three major winners this year or two, one or two players that you think has a very bright future uh, in PGA or in this merger that is coming sometime in the next decade?
0: There are so many that it's hard. It, it's just a totally different sport than it was 50 years ago. Um my one of my favorites just because I have a Pepperdine connection from my past. Sahid Degala is a Pepperdine grad and he's just another one of these who's been right on the edge and he just can't get the W. His rookie year at Phoenix, that's the tournament they always finish right before the Super Bowl. He's right he's he's the leader, I think he was the leader and he put a ball in the in the in the drink on 17 and you know finished second. So um, man, there are so many great college players that I, I, I don't, it's hard to it's hard to even imagine how competitive that sport is.
2: Is there was a guy from was it Texas A and M? Sam Bennett. Yeah, and he made yeah uh, that was a Masters, right? Yeah, he had a great tournament. He, faded a little bit the last day it's just was that luck or is he just a talented no, golfer I mean
0: he's very talented he's very talented
2: um, there's not much on him right now but
0: you know a different sport but I think the same thing applies. Um, a friend of mine was connected to old uh, ATP tennis back in the 70s it was an indoor circuit uh, no w anyway. WTA I think World Tennis Association. And he, he would te- he I remember him saying the only difference between the top 100 players of tennis is between the years. They've all got the shots. They've all got the shots. Some have little better shots than others. Some are volleyers better than others. Same thing with golf. They can all drive the ball a ton. They can all chip, they can all putt. Little differences maybe between some of those. But winning is between the years. I'm convinced of that.
2: Hmm. All right. So these next, there, it's kind of two questions. It's more about the Am ma- I talking
0: too long? Are my answers too long? <laughs> no, these are, are perfect. Are you used to short answers? <laughs> uh, so, does it, our it just kind of depends. a short attention
2: span? I mean, that's attention, a great question. <laughs> 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 no, these are, these are great I, answers. I saw
0: Micah nodding off, so I thought maybe I <laughs> Mike is taking a little nap.
2: <laughs> um, I, these are more about the modern modern golf world, but not PGA. So I wanted to ask what your thoughts are on first – I guess my first question is what are your thoughts on the golf simulators that are coming out right now? And do you think they have any impact on a individual's golf game?
0: Are you talking about those – like you can even hit into a net, but it's it's showing you a hole from like the yeah, beach yeah, yeah, or that's something what I'm like that? About. What, what are my thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, and does it have – can it help you in your golf game at all, or do you think it's just a video game?
0: I think it's a video game, but it's a fun video game. <laughs> um,
2: it's an expensive video it's game. It's an expensive <laughs> yeah. video
0: game. Yeah, I mean, you you hit into a net, and you you when you hit a golf ball, you know if you got it in the sweet spot, you know if you got it on the toe or on the heel, and I from what my I've experienced, I haven't done it a lot. Some of those simula- simulators, frankly, are actually more penal than the real thing. They'll they'll shoot a ball going way off, and it's like, well, that wouldn't really happen in real life, because I didn't swing that hard. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I, they're fun. I think they're a lot of fun. you know, I'm never going to play Pebble Beach unless you hand me $500. <laughs> um, so, in that respect, that's, that's a lot of fun to, see, to be able to do something like that. And I don't know... Augusta, for the longest time, would not allow anything like that. And I think EA Sports, don't they have an a, a Augusta National now?
1: Uh, they I think they just got it.
2: Yeah, yeah like just recently. I mean, they were... They're kind of like the Ohio two State. Years ago, <laughs> they just don't want any of their they stuff in video they games. They don't
0: want it out there, yeah.
2: Okay, so what are your thoughts? I remember, guys. I
0: remember when Masters coverage was only the back nine. Oh. They would not allow wow. a camera on the front nine and okay. that's that's just been within the last 25 years 30 years you can check me on
2: that wow I didn't know that yeah was it just kind of a so just you the, so, so just you would prestige. watch the leaderboards and then you would I mean I'm assuming there, was no, there live just, leaderboards or what
0: no you just, coverage didn't start till the back nine interesting and you know so so you're just, just waiting wow waiting. just
2: waiting for the leaders to come around wow that's I did not know that did you know that person? I did
1: not that, that's different times for sure. <laughs> um,
2: what are your thoughts on these celebrity golf tournaments? I know it's clearly not the same competition as PGA, but is it just a waste of your time? Would you watch it if Patrick Mahomes, because Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey just played together.
0: Did, I did not watch the Mahomes Kelsey Steph Seth Curry, and no, I didn't watch it.
2: But that has so that has no interest to you at all. Not really. I assume oh. so because it's. It's not real. I mean, I mean, they're better golfers than me, obviously, but they're not elite golfers, and I don't think it's as entertaining to watch. But I, I agree. Okay, I my final question, actually, this time, is there's a fourth time, fourth, fourth, fourth final. Time. I keep
0: prodding you on, so I apologize. Um,
2: there is a there's a lot of clubs out there, and there's like there's very traditional ones, or sorry, traditional. There's very historic ones that have been around for a while. I'm starting to learn about PXG golf clubs. It's very new. And the draw that they give when they are trying to get people to purchase their golf clubs is that even with a bad swing, it will still – I mean, that's what every golf club wants to tell you. But people are saying that that's true. What's your thoughts on PXG? What's your thoughts on golf clubs as a whole? And what do you personally use? Uh,
0: I have Callaway X Hots, I think. They're a few years old. Um, nothing will help a bad swing, period. I, I mean, I took my wife out of the driving range yesterday. I, she could have had $1,000 golf clubs, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's going to help that. So, so she just has to learn how to swing the golf club. But for someone who knows how to swing the golf club, there's no doubt that technology can help. No doubt. They called it the cavity back versus the blade on the irons. They are more forgiving, and drivers are going further. Of course, that means they're also going further into the woods, yeah, and and in ponds because of bad swings, a bad swing. So it's, I mean, it's it's marketing, right? I mean, yeah. who who what golfer wouldn't want to say well, if I just had these?
2: I get on the green every time. <laughs> I
0: start hitting more greens. Well, no,
2: you. Wouldn't. Alright, so we're gonna move on from golf. We're gonna shift your mind into a Royals history. We're gonna end part one with a game. It's gonna be a contest between you and Preston. Oh
0: no. Preston's gonna kill me. And there's
2: yeah. you gotta have a little more confidence in yourself. There's there's some ho- I get
0: points for knowing and listening to the last innings of the very first Royals game against the twins.
2: But you haven't so it has nothing to do with this season I
0: legit does that mean <laughs> when i found out my parents went i was furious <laughs> it's it's I really, really tough
2: to, we really try not to talk about the Royals even though this is the Kansas City podcast because it just
0: oh hurt. we're just talking about old baseball in general yeah cool
2: it's very emotional for us to talk about the Royals right now so we try not to uh yeah, yeah this is this is more historical. You sound like a Cubs fan now, but go ahead. <laughs> so, here's how this game will work. So, I'm going to name a player. Uh, we'll go back and forth. You get a point if you get it correct. To get it correct, you have to name the decade. This should be oh, the decade that this player made its, their MLB debut. With With the, yeah. So.
0: Christian's going to kill me. All right, let's at, give it a good shot. Good luck.
2: So... <laughs> And it's not going to be a speed thing because that's kind of hard to do. Yeah, so we're nah, just going to we'll go back go, and forth. Yeah. If you have no idea, you can steal it for a point. Now here's here's some. I, I, this may not come into fruition at all, but if you can name the date, the, you will the, get you get you like five points for the
1: specific year. Because like you know,
2: I'll give you I'll give you two points for a year, one year for decade. Five, if you can name the date, but that's just extra. We'll try to go kind of quick. Five. So you need, you
0: the just date. want the decade, the decade, the decade. This, this player you're gonna name, but if but the if I MLB debut, right,
2: and if it's a player and you say the '80s, but you know the date that you, I was at that game. Uh, if like okay. I was at Bobichet's MLB debut, I know that date, okay. like kind of thing. So Not if you, a, I I won't be I won't July twenty fifth, two thousand eighteen. I don't know something like that, but. That's this is how this game will work, and since you believe you're such an underdog, we'll we'll start with you, and give you the head start. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Oh, sorry, one more rule. I was told that I have to throw this in for Steve Lyons. Is that right? Uh, <laughs> a, a stickler for details. A decade uh, ends. So for 2000, so 2001 is the first year of the decade. Yeah. 2010 is the last year. Just to make it clear, <laughs> so many rules. Do I
0: get an ice cream sandwich for this if I if I win?
2: I'll give you an oatmeal raisin cookie.
0: Oatmeal, I'll take it.
2: All right, we'll start with you. All right, this is a little current. He's the captain of the Royals. Do you know when Salvador Perez's MLB debut was? What decade? Two thousand.
0: Uh, the decade of the decade of 2001
1: to 2010
2: that is incorrect
1: <laughs> it's the 2010s yeah. uh, you know I think it was 2013
2: that he debuted uh, he uh, debuted August 10th 2011 so 11. Oh, oh. Yeah, it was clo- it, it was so close that's why I had to put that rule in there is because it's close but alright all
1: right.
2: Preston, all right. That one. Preston are you ready for this one probably not This one is going back into history. I'm I'm throwing a younger one, older one. Here we go. Frank White. What decade did he make his MLB debut in?
1: Uh eighties. Wrong.
2: Seventies. Yeah. Do you know the year?
0: Oh, the Royals first game was sixty nine. He came up probably I'm gonna seventy three or four.
2: I need you to choose one of those. <laughs> one we'll of those I'll is take the, the other one. The one is the correct answer. Seventy-three. That is correct. Woo! Nice. Ty has two points. Preston has one. Press or Ty. Billy Butler. Country, big country breakfast.
0: Amen. When <laughs> was his
2: MLB debut?
0: Why are you giving me these bums? Um, <laughs> the decade of the decade of two thousand
2: ten. To... What's your final answer? I feel that's hes- what a year hesitation. No, no, two thousand ten.
0: Yeah, twenty ten to whatever the end of that decade is. Oh, that's the that's the beginning of Oh, I Steve <laughs> Lyons has got me confused as to what I'm supposed to say. What is two thousand ten the it's last 11, year of the decade? It's eleven through twenty. If you okay. say eleven through twenty. For Billy Butler,
2: uh, Billy Butler was not in the, his MLB debut was not in that uh, decade. Right. Preston, this is kind of easy. Oh well, yeah, it's I'm starting to realize to, the stealing so yeah, question. It's
1: 01 to 10. What did he debut in 09?
2: He debuted in 2007, ah, just right. five months after Yours Truly was born.
0: Okay. Wow. May 1st. Yes, indeed. So wow. May first. So it's
2: so it's near the beginning. Okay. All right, Preston.
0: He's been bad for a long time. <laughs> yeah.
2: He's, been, He's gone been gone for a gone while too. <laughs> too. Yeah, uh, Preston, uh, Hal McRae.
1: That is, oh man, that's going way back.
2: Now, I do have to say, doing my research, I did I did not realize a small detail. He may not have made his debut with the Royals.
1: He, I don't think he did.
2: And the reason why well, I say I can that give you the
1: team, does that count? Do I
0: get
2: a point? Yeah, point for sure, that. I'll give it you can to take
0: You it now. Cincinnati Reds.
2: But do you know the year? Uh, no. And the I reason, don't. the reason why I say that details because I just read my uh, sticky note. It says nineteen sixty eight, and I go, oh, the Royals weren't even a team that year. <laughs> yeah. So that's poor on my the 60s. part. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That with
0: the Reds, right?
2: Yes, that is correct. So, uh, <laughs> time. We, we're just getting on? each other's questions. <laughs> yeah, there's there's, there's yeah, no more. <laughs> there's no more stealing because. I mean, if we came, yeah. It's gonna go on forever. All right, we'll do a couple more. Uh, Ty, this one is I, I, this is my favorite one on the list. Bill Butler, not Billy. What year did he make his MLB debut? Bill Butler?
0: Am I supposed to know who that is? <laughs> I chose a
2: nobody intentionally. That's all I to see your. I thought
0: maybe Billy Butner? I was gonna, I was gonna go way back in the time machine on that guy. I have no idea. Sixties, seventies,
2: eighties, nineties, two thousand, two 2000, 2010s. You have a one out of six chance at this.
1: You should just say seventies, sixties. That is correct. He hey, was go.
2: on the first ever Royals roster. <laughs>
0: oh my goodness!
2: I went on that roster and I just picked a name that looked cool.
1: Could have picked Mo Dabrowski.
2: Four to one tie. You thought you were the underdog in this.
1: Oh, we're still keeping a score? <laughs> <laughs> I probably should. Okay.
2: All right. Preston. Carlos Beltran.
1: Oh, he was uh, whatever, 1 to 10 is. No. He was a 90s guy, wasn't he?
2: That's true. I can't give you the steel point, but it was 1998. Oh, yeah. Man. Ty. Zach Granke. Man,
0: his debut, he's got to be after Beltran, so I'm going to say 2001, so his debut was around 2002
2: or three. Yeah, he w- debuted in 2004. Four, all right. And the Royals never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Preston, I've, I've kind of uh, murdered you with some very difficult questions, but one might be a little easier. I'm gonna go Mike Mustakis.
1: Well, uh, I know, his, I think I know his rookie year, but that he might have been one year before that for his debut. Oh man, I'm gonna say the whatever 11 through 20 is that's correct.
2: June 10th, 2011, he yeah. made Boom. this debut. Well done. All right. Ty, I threw this one on just for you, I guess. I don't even think I'm gonna get his name right. Buddy, you got all the buddies. Bianca Lana. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what decade did he make his debut? Do I get
0: a point for saying his last name?
2: Uh yes. you're very far ahead, but <laughs> sure.
0: Uh he actually was on Letterman as well. David Letterman had him on. Oh, so that was that series. Oh, rats. That was the, the eighty. Five series. So I'm going to say the '80s.
2: That is correct. September twelfth, nineteen eighty-two. Well done. Thanks. All right, Preston. I'm going to go to you. Let's. We'll do one for one for each of you. Uh, Preston, when did Johnny Damon make his debut?
1: Johnny Damon. Okay. My dad talks about him all the time. <laughs> so. <laughs> God oh, he give must him. be ancient then. <laughs> uh, man, I'll go. So what is eighty-one to ninety?
2: He was. He debuted actually August twelfth, nineteen ninety-five. Is that correct? I was gonna say nineties. Yeah. So nineteen ninety-five. So yeah. so he played in the two thousands. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, just off by five. All right, last one tie, and we'll finish up part one of this epic. Duo episode with our most legendary guest ever, Facts. Ty Cross. With Wow!
1: Oh, Mike is here too, guys. Yeah, Mike. Hi, guys. No All obf- right. No offense, Rob.
2: <laughs> Last one. Epic guest. I think I think I will pronounce this. Who who names their child Yol? Is it Yol or Ool, Washington?
0: It was just U L. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> U period L period. UL Washington.
2: See, that makes way more sense.
1: <laughs> Where do
2: you get that oh. from? <laughs> Wikipedia is amazing. Oh. All oh, right, so. Oh, he was, he
0: was, he was a shortstop with some playoff experience. Um, see, the guy that always had the toothpick in his mouth? I
2: think so. My father says no.
0: Who was that, Rob? From the audience? Amos Otis. No, no. Amos Otis didn't play with a toothpick in his mouth. We'll look he may, but UL Washington always had a toothpick in his mouth. Count me in on that one. I'm right. <laughs> UL Washington. I'm going to say um, 80s. He actually made his debut in
2: 1977. Uh-huh. But well done, Ty. As the underdog, you took... Thanks. The win. We are going to, yes, Preston, I kind of put you into a tough situation. A lot of those were very old.
1: Yeah, just let me do Chiefs players. <laughs> and I got that in the bag.
2: Well, we'll have it. I've been planning a trivia contest that I think will be very fun. I think
1: so. I will. I, I would be all people of this generation. Not necessarily uh, you, you know. versus
2: Jude. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we, will, we will wrap up part one of this mega duo special. And as soon as you finish this, I mean, it's summer. You have nothing better to do. Go hit play on part two, all right? Right now. You better listen to part two because that's Dude. where the next quote will be. And you want to hear the quote. Quote of the day. Yeah, there's no quote of the day this one because it's part one. But second episode is going to be great. We're going to hear a lot more Mica. That's why we want to go listen to it. All right. for the record,
0: picture of UL Washington and what's in his mouth.
2: It that is a toothpick. Thank you. So well done, Ty. Congrats.
0: Man, he won by a lot.
2: <laughs> we won I forgot to keep I stopped you at school. I'm
0: going for everything I can. That oatmeal raisin cookie. Sounds good.
2: On to part two.